Hey mama, welcome back to Mama's Mission. I am very excited that you are joining us today. In today's episode, we have a special guest joining us. Her name is Rachel and she's from the podcast Hearing Jesus. All about Hearing Jesus today, obviously. It was awesome, a great discussion. So if you're wanting to hear more about how to hear from Jesus, how to actually guide your kids into hearing from Jesus too, and just some all-round encouragement, you are in the right place. I encourage you to listen on and I hope that you are blessed from today's discussion with Rachel because I sure was. <laughs> hey friend, welcome to Mama's Mission. Here we unpack the mission of discipling your kids into a real and loving relationship with God. I'm Deb and I'd like you to think of me as your spirit stirrer. Is that even a thing? It is now. I want to stir your spirit up and inspire you to get intentional about discipleship. Mama, your role is more than making snacks and nagging. I mean, encouraging your kids. There's a greater purpose you need to work towards, and that's leading your tribe to know and love God. If you're ready to ditch your overwhelmed, discouraged attitude and get more clarity and inspiration on raising Jesus-loving kids, this podcast is for you. So grab a coffee and maybe a sneaky treat kick back and get ready to be inspired. Thank you so much for listening to Mama's Mission. I'm Deb and we have an awesome guest with us today. We're listening to, well, sorry, we're talking to Rachel from Hearing Jesus. She has a podcast, but I'm not going to share all the details. I'll let Rachel take it away. So Rachel, can you tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I I'm very honored to be speaking into the space as a Christian mom of three daughters. I have often felt the lack of resources in this area. So it's so exciting to me to know that you are being so intentional about speaking into this space and being a resource for moms is such a blessing. I, I really appreciate you just even giving me space to speak into um, the hearts of your listeners. So yeah, I have the Hearing Jesus podcast, and that podcast was birthed out of um, really, essentially, I had written a book called She Hears, and it's all about learning to listen to the voice of God. And through that process, I initially started the Hearing Jesus podcast just to kind of give a behind the scenes aspect of the the Bible study. And that kind of evolved into its own thing almost where I started getting so many questions from women and just felt this need for just even diving deeper in discipleship. And so that's kind of what we're doing. And I, I honestly have allowed it to be really spirit led right now. We're going through the Psalms and my heart is really just to help women be confident in not just hearing God's voice, God's voice, but also being obedient to God's voice, because I think sometimes that's two different things. Sometimes we can hear him clearly, but we don't necessarily have the strength to be obedient. And so my heart is that women would not just hear it, but be, be obedient to it. And then of course, like teach it to their children. I think that's the ultimate goal as well. That is so cool. I, and you're so right. It's two different things. One thing to hear from God, but man, it is really hard when you do hear from him and he's asking you to do something and be obedient and you just really don't want to, but you're so right. The fruit comes from actually being obedient. So that's awesome that you're speaking into those two different things. Um, how did you first start hearing from God? 
Well, you know, I've been a Christian a long time. I was 15 years old when I came to faith in Christ, and I was the first Christian in my family. Nobody else in my family before me had become a Christian. And so for me, it was a lot of figuring things out on my own. But what I have learned over the years is, you know, the primary way that God speaks to us is through his word, is through God's word, through the scriptures. And that really becomes the platform that that God builds upon for us to recognize what his voice even sounds like. And what I really recognized in my own life is that I really kind of walked with this insecurity. Like I would hear what I thought God was saying to me, but I doubted it. I doubted myself. I doubted, okay, would God even want to use somebody like me? And I was going through the, a season of life where I really was kind of resting in that insecurity. And it was actually during a moment of worship where the Holy Spirit said to me, Rachel, you do hear from me. And it was such a confirmation because number one, it was speaking to an insecurity that I had, but number two, it was God actually through his spirit um, speaking to me and ministering to me in that way. And so for me, what I set out to do with the She Hears Bible study is I wanted to study that from the, from the uh, perspective of scripture, because it's one thing to have a personal experience, but it's another to be able to back that up with scripture. And we know that when God's voice, when we, when we think we're hearing God's voice, one of the things that we can know and understand about that is God is never going to speak something to us that's contrary to his word. It's always going to be um, something that's in alignment with his word. And so I had the privilege to, and I still have the privilege to, to travel. Um, I work as a missionary in five different countries. And honestly, it doesn't really even matter what country I'm in. Women have this insecurity. And um, from the newest believer to even people that have been saved maybe 40, 50 years, there seems to be this insecurity that women have, a lot of women anyway. And so the She Hears Bible study became a way for me to look at what Jesus had to say about the situation. So I went through the book of John and I just looked at six different women in the life of Jesus and how he spoke to them, how he empowered them and equipped them. And while those situations are Jesus speaking to individual women in scripture, the thing that, that I love about scripture is that it reveals the character and nature of God. And so that informs us on how he speaks to us today. And so for me, that whole process of studying that, that, that eventually became the Bible study, that was such a healing experience for me because it really spoke into these insecurities I had held my whole life. And then it kind of birthed this ministry of helping women figure it out, you know, as well, and how to understand the scriptures in a way that it makes sense for where they're at and how it's relevant to their lives in their daily lives, whether that is as a parent or as a wife or as a, a minister of the gospel. Um, I think one of the things that the enemy has gotten really good at is making women feel insecure in this area. And so my whole goal is to kind of help women gain some confidence in that area. No, oh, that's so good. I, I so resonate with all that you're saying. When I started hearing from the Lord, I kind of uh, separated it from the word and so kind of took that more as gospel but it so shouldn't be like that. No, that's a different, I'm in a completely different space now, but you're so right. Like the word is super important. And I love how he just, God just speaks to those insecurities that we have. And it's kind of like that 
uh, clear affirmation, I suppose, like, yes, I'm, I'm on the right track. I am hearing from him because only he knows this, which is, I love that. That's the way he works. <laughs> He's so personal. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that would, I mean, I had the other question of what does the word play in hearing from God, but you've totally answered that. It's, <laughs> it's pretty clear that we need to marry the both up. When you hear from the Lord, would you say, because a lot of people um, would say it's something like deep within your spirit, do you hear the audible God voice of God? No, for me, I it's hard to explain in the sense of um, I hear it in my spirit. And so um, I, I think that we all have the ability to hear from God, but sometimes we can allow the voices of the world to speak louder than the voice of God. And, you know, scripture says it's that still small voice. Um, it's easy to drown it out. And it's also easy to miss it if we're not listening to it. And what I have found is it's a lot like, um, maybe some of our younger listeners wouldn't know what I'm talking about, but like, if you were to listen to an old radio um, when you are tuning in closer to the channel, you will hear that voice on the radio more clearly. And when you are turning the dial farther away from the radio, that radio station, it gets a little bit fuzzier. And I think a lot of times our relationship with God is like that in the sense that like when I hear God's voice and I step out and I'm obedient to what God's calling me to do, it gets easier to hear him next time. But if I am disobedient to what he's calling me to do, it gets harder to hear from him. And so I think for me, it's been a lifelong process of number one, having faith in those moments, like, okay, if God is really calling me to do this, I'm going to have faith that he's going to equip me or empower me or, you know, get me through it. And so that faith element is there. But then after I've seen him show up in a way that only he can praying through that and saying, okay, God, help me to recognize that more clearly next time. And I think the it's, it's kind of like getting closer to that station on the radio. The more you do it, the easier it gets. That's, that's a really good analogy, actually. I've never, never heard of it like that. And I would so agree with that. It's really easy to, to drown that voice out. And I once heard it spoken that, you know, if you're wondering why you're not hearing from God, go back to what he last told you. Were you obedient to what he actually asked you to do? Okay, if you were, all right, that's great. But if you weren't, okay, maybe is there a pattern there? why you're not hearing from him so strongly now go back to where you were last were what did he actually ask you to do and then do that thing and then keep walking and see if you can hear his voice again mm -hmm. yeah and you know one of the things that I think is really important that I've been I did talk about on on the hearing Jesus podcast is this idea of meditating on God's word and um, sometimes I think what happens is you know when I spend time with anybody if it's if 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 you called me you know we didn't really know each other very well and you called me and I just said you know hello and I, you started speaking I might not recognize your voice hmm. but if my daughter calls me on the phone she doesn't even have to articulate who it is I automatically recognize her voice I think it's the same thing in our relationship with God the more we get to learn his voice in the pages of scripture the more clearly we can understand it because we recognize it because it really comes from this place of relationship. And 
one of the barriers I think to clearly understanding God's voice is not reading the word. And when women say to me, you know, I, I just don't hear God's voice. My answer is, well, what are you reading in the word? Because if you're not reading the word, it's going to be really difficult for you to recognize him because that relationship is fractured. You're so right. That's so awesome. What would you say or yeah, what would you say to the mum who is listening thinking, okay, well, that sounds all well and good, but why is it so important to hear from God? Like I can just read the scripture, you know, I've got some great, a great tool book, you know, great guidebook on how to live life. So why do I really need to hear from Jesus? Well, you know, um, I'm a mom of teenagers and there's nothing about cell phones in the Bible. You know, <laughs> there's nothing about some of the stuff that, you know, Snapchat and TikTok and all that. Like there comes a period in our lives where we have to understand the biblical principles of wisdom. Like we have to understand God's character and nature to allow us to him for for us to allow him to speak into those areas of our lives where we need wisdom. And I'll tell you, um, parenting like that Bible college never prepared me for parenting, especially parenting. (laughs) And there's so many things where I could say, yeah, I know what the scripture says, but that doesn't necessarily speak to my individual situation. And the whole point is living our lives in relationship with God. And there's so many aspects of parenting where we need wisdom, where it doesn't necessarily say chapter and verse, what to do about that situation. But instead, if we have spent time in God's word and we know his heart, We know that he loves justice. We know that he's a God of mercy. We know that he's a good father. We know that he longs to uh, disciple us and help us to grow. That informs how we can then parent our children. And I think some of that does not happen just by reading the word. It really happens when we are open to God's spirit and God's voice. And as we're saying, okay, in this prayer, where my husband and I will say, okay, we don't know what, we don't know how to handle this situation, but God, we trust you that you do. And then really seeking God's voice in that situation. That's kind of how we've gotten through the parenting teen stage. Like, I don't know how non-believers do it because it's, it's a difficult stage to be in. And I think we are constantly met with situations like that as parents. That's so true. I mean, even just parenting, I'm not at the teenage stage yet. Every age and stage comes with its challenges. Um, But yeah, I completely agree. Nothing really prepares you. And even though we do have the Bible and it is, you know, there's some solid stuff in there and it's awesome to go back to. A lot of the times there's heaps of things in there that we're navigating as parents, especially with the internet and all that, all that has brought, like it's brought so many good things, but also not so many good things and how we navigate all of that stuff it's really hard so I completely agree with you on hearing from God it's so important Mm -hmm. what would you say to encourage the mum who is listening who thinks okay I would love to get into this I would love to start hearing from God but I really don't know even where to start like obviously the scriptures and heading into the word is a great place to start but Other than that, any tips and tricks on how to start hearing from God? Yeah, I mean, I think you have to start where you're at. And I think we've all had different levels of exposure to God's word throughout our lives. And, you know, one tip that I've given to lots of moms is 
learn it with your kids. Um, you know, one of the things that, that one of the tools that I use is called the Jesus storybook Bible, which is a children's Bible, but it is so good at relating every aspect of scripture, all of those stories back to Jesus and seeing Jesus as like the rescue plan and this large meta narrative or this large storyline of scripture, how that relates to us. And so for a lot of new believers or young moms, I'll say, okay, just read this with your kids and talk about it and pray with them. And the more that you do that, the more you start to see God at work in your everyday life. And then, you know, like with my kids, they're older. So one of the things that we started doing was even like the different video-based Bible studies where we will go through a book of the Bible together and we will learn it together. And, you know, maybe there's things that I already know in there, but there's always new aspects we can learn. And I think sometimes even hearing things from the perspective of my daughters, like I will ask a question thinking I know how they're going to answer. And then they, they blow me out of the water with some of their responses. And so um, I, I think sometimes as parents, we have this temptation to think that we have to have it all figured out and then we teach it to our kids. But I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I think this is one of those areas where we can be humble and transparent and say, okay, we're going to learn this together as a family. And, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. Yeah, I think that's so true. We do need to be really honest with our kids as well and walk the talk and show them that, you know, we don't know everything. And that's quite refreshing, I think, for kids because they do think that we know everything. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's pretty, you know, there's a lot of pressure sometimes to know everything. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I will say too, you know, it's not like there's a junior version of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit and the fullness of the Holy Spirit as believers, he indwells each of us wholly. Now there might be fully. And so there might be aspects of, you know, our children can't understand it maybe at the same level as an adult can, but I can't tell you the number of times where my youngest daughter has said something profound that has rocked me or changed me and has definitely been wisdom from the Holy Spirit where God has used her little voice to speak clearly to me. And um, I so appreciate that because it, it removes me from the equation. It's not about me. It's about him. And it's about what he can do through our obedience. And there's been times where she has said things to me and she'll say, mom, I really feel like God is saying this. And then she'll ask me to explain to her what it means because she doesn't know what some of the words mean. And I'm like, okay, this little baby's hearing from the Lord. And I need to listen to this example because it's usually spot on. And it's such wisdom that I think sometimes we overlook that, that how God can and does speak to children, even in the midst of them, maybe not fully understanding everything. That is really cool. I mean, If I, I mean, I'm going to have that. I'm speaking that into being, but isn't that awesome? When you have a conversation like that with your daughter, you must be thinking, oh, yes, I've done something right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there was one time where we were praying about something and I don't remember what the situation was. Like my husband and I were praying about something and we had not even clued the kids in. It was, you know, probably some sort of adult situation. And I was rocking her to sleep. She was probably about, I don't know, three or four, way too old to be rocked to sleep probably, but I was (laughs) rocking her. And she said, mom, I just have to tell you something. And I said, what? She said, God told me this in my brain. And I said, what is it, baby? And, And she said, he wants you to have peace because he has the victory. And I, I just looked at her and she said, what does victory mean? 
And I was like, oh, baby, here we go. And I just thought, man, and I'm I'm getting peace even as I speak that because it was a situation that I was really um, just fearful over. I was just, you know, kind of seeing the physical side of things and, and forgetting that God is on the throne and that's what matters. And because of that, that, that we have authority as believers. And so that little reminder, but then she didn't even know what the word victory meant. And I thought, man, <laughs> like, I want to be that sweet and that innocent that even if I don't understand what God's saying, that I will hear his voice and declare his voice. That is so cool. That segues so nicely into the next question I had, which was talking about how would you actually guide your kids into hearing from Jesus as well? Because it's, you know, as you've made it quite clear, and I completely agree with you, this isn't just for adults. You know, we can experience the Holy Spirit from like really young and I think God wants that for us you know and even with your daughter just hearing that God was totally speaking to the both of you wasn't he because those words I I'm my three to four year I would not know those words either so he's speaking so clearly through your daughter to you so ticking two, two, two off the box kind of thing. But how would you, well, how would, how did you guide your daughter into that? Or is that something that she just had? Um, You know, out of all of my daughters, she is the one that is, I feel like has that spiritual gift the most. Um, but all three of my daughters have experienced that. I, I think a lot of it comes from exposure. Um, we have never been shy about that in our home. Like we will all the time have worship music playing, or we will talk to them openly about um, even just our process as we are praying through something, we will share with them, like, this is what I'm praying about. This is what I feel like the Lord is saying, you know, we'll do fasts as a family. We don't force that on the kids, but my husband and I will do a fast a couple different times of, of the year as we're praying over something specific. And um, we never force that on the kids, but we expose them to it. And I think there's a lot of value in that because children want to do what they see their parents modeling for them. You know, that's a natural inclination. And I also think there's this element of childlike faith. Like um, there was one time where we were talking to our daughter about how Jesus is the healer. And sometimes he uses medicine and doctors, and sometimes he does it supernaturally. And we don't have control over that, but we trust him and we trust that he loves us and he has a good plan for us in our lives. And so when when they're, they're hurt, we ask for healing in the, it's not just a prayer for comfort, but it's a prayer for healing. And so what I noticed with my daughters is then in turn, what would happen is if they were around a friend that would be hurt, they would speak healing over that friend because it was what we had modeled for them throughout their whole lives. So it's built into the natural rhythm of how we parent them. And, and I think sometimes we just have this assumption of like, when they get older, we'll explain it to them. I think by then it's sometimes it's too late. Like they should really be enmeshed in um, a lifestyle of prayer throughout their whole lives because they'll pick it up organically because also there's this element of the Holy spirit, right? Like when I pray, it's not just me, Rachel saying these words, God's presence is there. And so there's things that he, by his spirit can teach our children that we can't even teach them. And it's really about exposing them to the way that God works in our lives and allowing him the freedom to, to um, teach the kids about aspects of himself that we even can't explain to them. And, and I think sometimes that is, um, 
we don't even realize it's happening until like for us, we haven't even realized it's happened until something comes out of their mouth. I'm like, where did that even come from? But it's like, oh yeah, they were paying attention, <laughs> you know, and, and, and God will do that. And children have such childlike faith that they believe wholeheartedly, I think in a different way than some adults even do. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's so important, like just the research I've done about discipleship and how effective it is. The one thing that really stands out is that parents are modeling it and just being really authentic with their faith. And it's not necessarily, all right, it's six o'clock. Let's sit down for our devotional time. It is more natural. You know, it's your everyday. You're involving your kids in your prayer life, what we're praying about and fasting. I think that's so important so awesome and not encouraging them necessarily to do it but just exposing them to it and I I, and just going back to my childhood that's what I think I remember the most you know we didn't necessarily have times where we sat down to do family devotionals although I think they are important it was more just watching mum and dad live out their faith and that's what encouraged me to kind of because you get to that stage where you can't piggyback off your parents faith anymore you have to make that decision for yourself and so I I made that decision but yeah it was all about modeling that's so key yeah you know and I think too um being conscious of who we expose them to out in the world even it is is an important element like there are things that you know we we've been part of some relationships with other believers that that have been in our lives since the kids were little. And there are things that our children have picked up from them, even just, just by exposure. So, um, you know, just seeing how other Christian families operate and pray through things. Um, it's so important. It's it, especially in the sense of like, our kids are being constantly exposed to like the enemy side of things like you know with media and all sorts of things that it's just as important to make sure I mean it's part of the reason that I'm really such a big advocate of being involved in a local church could you just go on on your own and watch tv church yeah you could but then you lose out on this valuable aspect of um discipleship that kind of happens just when your kids are exposed to other believers and other families that have a like-minded faith That's really important, actually, because a lot of the times as parents, I mean, I'm exposed to this at the moment, you've got those relationships with your kids, where you want to encourage them to walk in those relationships, or you kind of want to gently because we can, I can at this age, my daughter's six, just deter them ever so slightly, like, maybe, maybe we won't have a play date with that person, you know, like, or it just doesn't happen. Um, But I so agree with you that we need to look on the flip side as well, that, hey, these families are really amazing and you could totally learn a thing or two from them. So let's foster that relationship a bit more and, you know, get alongside them. Yeah. And it's, I think it's important too, even as our kids get older, um, you know, with teenagers, there's just an automatic default setting where they just don't listen to you. You know, there's a rebellion, I guess, a natural rebellion that sets in. Not that my kids are overtly rebellious, but 
they will often listen to one of my good girlfriends who's been like an auntie to them. And they could be saying the exact same thing that I have said, but they will listen to them because of the context of their relationship that they've had for a long time. And same thing, I can speak into the daughters of my friends' lives um, sometimes more effectively than their parents have. And so some of it is making sure that your children have exposure to healthy, godly relationships, whether that is a youth group or just, you know, Christian friends. Uh, I think you know, we sometimes lose that element that we need each other as the body of Christ to raise these children together. And, you know, biblically, that's the model that we had, but we just don't live in that those kinds of cultures. So we have to be really intentional about making sure that does happen for our kids, especially post pandemic, because, you know, having kids in the pandemic, when everything was on lockdown, we lost that community feeling. And so, um, especially now more than ever, I, I noticed that I have to be really intentional about making sure that my kids are exposed to those kinds of relationships. It's really cool. I would completely agree with you about all of the above. It's so important. And that's not something that we originally decided to talk about, but that's key. And the whole discipleship journey, it's actually, who are we coming alongside? Who are we letting speak into our children's lives because you're so right the world is going to do it if we don't do something about it and they're discipling our kids whether we like it or not so we've kind of got to get in there and we get in there with um you know what we can do as parents but also what we can do with other families so I think that's really encouraging yeah and I also think one more thing I think I really struggled with that I have a different perspective on now is allowing your kids to have the space to ask questions um, and admitting that, you know, they might have doubts, which is really hard because as, as believers, we, and parents, we want nothing more for our kids to, um, like you said, make that faith their own. But one of the stages I recognize with my own kids and they all kind of hit it at different places was the space for them to have doubt because that's so important for them to, to kind of make that transition to, owning their own faith and, and trusting the Holy spirit is going to catch them in that space where we have to kind of let go. And, um, also experiencing, allowing them to experience God's presence in the moments that don't feel so good. So in moments of like grief, for example, um, like we, we lost some close family members back to back. And so for us in our grief, I had to be very transparent and open and and share with them, like, I am grieving, but I'm asking the Holy Spirit to meet me in that place of grief because that's how I'm going to get through it. And so um, I think sometimes the tendency is to hide some of those negative emotions, either from our kids or even from God. I think as women, we have a tendency to like really rejoice when things are good. But then like for me, I had a hesitancy to even come to God with the hard things because I thought it was just too ugly and I, it was too, too heavy. And really it's not until I handed those things over to God that he kind of worked through them and healed those. And I think that that has been imperative in my kids' relationship with God for them to see me going through a struggle, whether it's a moment of brokenness or sorrow or rejection or grief or whatever it is, and being very transparent and saying, okay, I need to, I need to lay this at the feet of Jesus because it's the only way I'm going to get through it. And I think that's been one of the key things for helping my kids understand that 
faith just doesn't having faith or being a believer doesn't just mean that your life is going to be easy. What it means is that that um, Jesus is going to be present through the Holy Spirit in the midst of those harder times. That's so right. I mean, it would be lovely if it was going to be all peachy, like, hello, we'd all be Christians. It'd be great. But that's not the reality. And I think I was just talking about it last night at Bible study that during those harder times, that's where God and you really get closer. And those are the opportunities, I think, where I've pressed into the Lord heaps to hear from him. Because, I mean, we were just, uh, I was reminiscing because we were told we wouldn't be able to have children. And eventually, you know, you get words given to you all the time from people, you know, God's been telling me this, God's been telling me this. And eventually I got to the stage where I was like, I just want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Mm-hmm. So God, let's have it out. Like, I, I, am I going to be a parent or not? Because if I'm not going to be a parent, all good. That's not going to be my journey. I'll move on. And I won't keep, you know, holding out for this. But if I am, you got to give me something here that I can hold on to. And he did. He gave me a verse. And that was through our, uh, it didn't happen straight away. It was like another five to six years before we got pregnant. But that's something that I held on to. And that's something that he would continually draw me back to during those times where other friends are getting pregnant or, you know, because there were babies all around. Usually when you want something really badly, you'll notice everyone else is getting it. And yeah, during those really hard times, that's when, God would kind of like woo me back and like just so ever gently and he'd just speak like words of love and encouragement and it's coming, but it's not just your time just yet. Like, trust me. And if I didn't know how to hear from him, that would have made the whole process. Oh, I I don't know how people do it. Infertility is, is a horrible journey. And I'm so thankful we're out on the other side, but throughout that, I wouldn't change it at all ever because during that season I heard from him so clearly and it was yeah really special and it's totally built our relationship to where it is now and that's hopefully something that I can pass on to my children too I love that I love that that's beautiful (laughs) well I want to thank you so much for letting me interview you it's such a privilege I love everything that you dish out on your podcast it's amazing and I'm sure that my listeners have been blessed by this because I sure have (laughs) Um, to finish off can you tell the listeners where they can find you yeah thank you so much and thanks for inviting me into the space Um, I am pretty much she hears on all the platforms so shehears.org is my website and then on Instagram and Facebook it's just she hears and then the Hearing Jesus podcast is available on Apple iTunes or pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. And that's a daily podcast. I do that five days a week right now. We're doing, we're going through the book of Psalms and it's kind of taken on like a devotional type content, which has been really special. Um, and I just love being able to kind of speak into this space that helps serve moms and help them just kind of get through some of those harder moments and recognize that God's never going to leave them alone. That's awesome. I was listening to it last night, actually, and it's it's a devotional, and you were going through, I think, Psalms, and it, you were just totally unpacking the scripture, and within the first, um, you read the scripture, and then within the first five minutes, I had learned all the stuff that I knew nothing about, like just the background information, and it's mm-hmm. so awesome because it gives you such a, a better idea of what you're reading. 
and how to apply it to your life. So it was amazing. So I will link all of your details in the description for our listeners. Great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Mama's Mission. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks, guys. Hey, Mama. I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. Or better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. Be blessed, Mama.